Welcome to Your Divorce Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified divorce coach, event expert, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that with a powerful planning partner, you will heal the heartbreak and move forward faster. Without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is Girly. She's a certified trauma-informed somatic coach who holds a transformative and supportive space for both men and women navigating the journey of healing and personal growth. With a deep understanding of the mind-body-soul connection, Girly empowers her clients to reconnect with their bodies, claim emotional mastery, and step into their authentic power. With a heart-centered approach and her expertise in emotional healing and nervous system regulation, Girly equips you with somatic tools to create a life that's aligned with your truest desires and intentions. Through her guidance, you can discover your inner strength, rekindle your self-love, and embark on a journey of empowerment and transformation. Welcome to the show, Girly. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And what an intro. <laughs> yes. Well, you're quite the incredible woman. And I have known you for some time in the coaching space. I respect all that you do and the way that you show up. And I saw a post on your Instagram when I was scrolling through a while ago And it stood out to me so big that I knew that I had to have you on the show to talk about this specific topic. And we'll probably get into a lot of different things. But there was this post and it said, here's what I do on days when I feel meh. And I knew like, Mm -hmm. whoa, this is not only something that every single listener, because people on our show are divorced or not divorced. Some people just listen for, you know, life growth and things like that. And that's amazing. They know that they can come here to get all these golden nuggets about how to how to human, how to be, how to do human better, right? And so I knew that like everybody has these meh days. And I love that you use the word meh because it's kind of like that shoulder shrug, like, eh, here we go. I'm waking up. I'm not feeling quite like myself. But before we go into that topic deep, can you share a little bit more about what you do and why you're so passionate about this space that you've grown into. Yeah, yeah. And I, I so agree. I mean, like the, those meh days, right? This kind of feels like you're not in the like the deep end, but you're now flying high and it's like something is wrong and something is off, but you can't quite like put your finger on it. So anything that I like put out in my internet corner, in my on my social media, I do very much use my own personal life as well and and that was for me as well a powerful way to create or put this very personal experience out there and show and kind of humanize that mental health emotional health doesn't mean that you're like always on top of the mountain sometimes Mm. like it's it's a journey and what to do on these when you feel like you're in the (laughs) bottom pit or you're like in between of the the journey and you kind of feel tired and you don't kind of quite see the the road ahead and and so kind of what to do in those days right Mm -hmm. the reason why i feel so passionate first and foremost is that just the transformations that i've seen in in my life uh, as well as the transformations that i've seen that my clients embark on and for the longest time like i've always been uh very spiritually curious I have a very analytical, overthinking brain. So I started to learn more tools about like how to really master my mindset. But I realized at one point when I started my own deeper healing journey and when I stepped into my therapist, what do you call that? Room? Yeah. Uh, luckily, she was a holistic therapist. And so we didn't only do like this very classical talk therapy, but what I quickly realized was that my emotional vocabulary was very tiny. So I had learned to push things aside and down and like just away so well that, you know, for me, it was like if somebody would ask how I'm feeling, I would be like, um, well, there's like, OK, there's not OK. Sometimes I feel sad. That's about it. Right. And yeah. sometimes I feel happy. So it was kind of like those the spectrum was very narrow. And. <laughs> I have learned to push those things aside, right? And you can't really... The more you do somatic work, the more you realize that, okay, 
mindset has its own alley. It has its own very powerful part in your life, but you cannot think yourself out from an emotion. You cannot think yourself into being attached or kind of like experiencing and accepting and expressing your emotions. So what I quickly realized was that, or what I needed to realize was that in order for me to really start to embrace and learn how to feel my emotions and how to be like a more fully, wholly integrated human being, I need to access those emotions. And how do we do it is like through the body. And so I needed to really learn a lot about like how to de-armor myself. Like why have I felt the need to push those emotions aside? And and I remember at the beginning of the journey, and, and I think it's such a human thing I can see also in so many of my clients and people just around me. It's like, you know, starting with this whole emotional thing, emotional healing, emotional journey, emotional mastery, you can get this very overwhelming fear of like, oh my God, I do not want to open that box. Like uh. there is so much fear. There is so much pain inside. And like who in their right mind would want to like deliberately want to go and like feel those things, right? Like, is there yeah. any other way that we can just like bypass that or like skip that part? Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to think happy thoughts and I'm okay. I feel like what you just described is like a deep tissue massage because I love a good massage. Yeah. But sometimes if you go for a, a real deep tissue massage, the further that they get in to release the muscle and knead in, it kind of hurts. And it's like, oh, I, I like it, but I don't like it. And and I always think after that, like, why would, I, why would I choose a deep tissue massage? But then once you get through the depth of that massage, you reap the benefits of the lightness and the, you know, softness and the the release of all that stuff. And so I feel like that emotional mastery that you've been talking about is so, so much equivalent to that. But I agree, like, why, why would I want to go down this path of learning more about myself if it's going to kind of hurt? Right. And and I, I actually have a post about this massage um, analogy oh. because that's exactly it. I mean, like we emotional work is kind of like a massage, like when it comes to your physical knot, right? Like, OK, I, I can feel some knot being like lingering somewhere in the, in the back of my, I don't know, uh, neck or whatnot. And the, like when it comes to like the same thing about our emotional knots inside of us, like the the first idea is to kind of like, okay, maybe if I don't think about it or, you know, like I, I will just like, maybe it will pass, right? Oh. Maybe it's, it's not that bad. I can live with that. It is the fact that like you have to go in and massage that a little bit and it, it's going to hurt a little. Mm. It's going to hurt a little bit more than just like that lingering knot pain, but it's going to be for a short period. And after that, you're going to be able to live with that sense of liberation, sense of like freedom. You you have so much more flexibility and and just joy to your life, right? You you feel better in your body versus like just da- like uh, dreading the pain and just like suffering it through. And and so mm-hmm. it's it's very much the same with emotional work that we do. Uh, it's just like, yes, it's going to be an uncomfortable for a second, mm. but the mind wants us to believe that the pain is going to last forever because we haven't really practiced enough in our previous journey how to healthily kind of do the whole cycle of an emotion, right? We've always been stuck in the middle of it. Uh, either we haven't had the resources or the environment to fully close the cycle of crying or cycle mm. of healthy anger, you know, whatever it is, we've always gotten stuck. And so our mind almost remembers and our body is afraid that stuckness is going to happen again. And we're going to just like, once we start crying, we're like never going to stop. Or once we feel that anger, we're like going to be stuck in it forever, which is not the case. Yeah. But we need to really experience it firsthand. And the more we experience, like what I bring, an example that I bring to my clients is it is literally like learning to surf the waves. And at first, you're probably going to suck. You're probably <laughs> going to fall down a couple of times. But once you get it, you're going to embrace it. And you're going to start with the smaller waves. And then you get this like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm going to do it. It feels good. It feels nice. I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, actually, I actually know that I have the capacity, the courage, the know-how, or I'm actually, I'm practicing that know-how, how to take on that, those bigger waves, those, with mm-hmm. those bigger waves comes a bigger risk, but also like the, just the sense of aliveness, aliveness is bigger as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you pick your waves, you pick your, you pick your heart, right? Is the heart the thing that I'm going to endure a little bit of that massage point? Or is the heart the part that I'm going to 
carry that knot for the rest of my life and just like trying to pretend that it's not there. So that's why I am passionate about it because I have experienced it firsthand. I have witnessed this work being super profound. And what I love about it is that it kind of combines the mindset and the spirituality aspect, right? And and it really allows to have that connection because we are kind of like just like tipping our toes into separate pools when we're just working on spirituality or when we're just working on the mindset part. But the somatic work really allows to beautifully align the thing It's kind of like when you're thinking about driving a vehicle, right? So often we put the mindset into the the driver's part, but the mindset is just, it's a fuel, right? Mm -hmm. And your body is the vehicle. And so you want to take care of both of them and your soul should be the one that is in the driver's seat, right? And that intuitive hunch, that is that intuitive wisdom that you have within. But if your mind is very busy and loud and you can't really comprehend and and you're like identifying with everything that is going on in that busy station and you're not really connected with the body itself it's really hard to even listen to Mm. the driver right because the vehicle is not doing what it wants the fuel is not quality fuel inside of it so it's really hard to get to your destination in a smooth enjoyable way so yeah i feel like somatics is just kind of the key to really combine those three beautifully together Mm. And yeah, and, and just it, it has saved me in so many ways. I mean, I struggled a lot. My gateway, my doorway into somatics was actually disordered eating. So that ah. was the way that I dealt with my suppressed emotions, right? Like like so many women and men. And I didn't know that it was attached to actually my emotions, right? I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just conquer it? Why everybody else seemed to, you know, be fine with it? And for some reason, like my relationship that I had with my body was almost like, in that sense, non-existent. Because I kept hearing at one point, wanted to really tune in and then like figure out how does this food freedom work that everybody talks, right? Intuitive eating. And they're like, just listen to your body. I'm like, Listen to your body. What does that mean? Because I cannot hear a thing. I was and like, my body tells more- me I want pizza. My body tells chocolate. me I want chocolate. Yeah, my body tells Cookies. me. But- <laughs> exactly. Right? I, yeah, I was on I was the like- same, same, same route. I was I struggled with um, body dysmorphia for over 20 years. Had a very horrible relationship with my body, would do all this all sorts of crazy things. But it wasn't until I realized the unification of mind and body partnering, which is that somatic Mm -hmm. approach that you're talking about. There's a partnership that needs to be created in order to catapult or like excel the healing process or, or even just ignite, maybe not even excel, just ignite the healing process. When these two come together like a magnet and it's like, boom, now we have mind and body not fighting each other, but working to channel yes as a team and that neither one is left out but there is a way that they can come together and use the the best parts of mind and the best parts of body to make us feel exactly like we're the people that we desire to be but if you don't know that which i would say like 90 percent of humans don't know that that's even an option i didn't know until my pain threshold was so high and I truly didn't have this sense of self anymore. I was just kind of roboting my life and just trying to survive every day. And nobody else knew that. And I was masking and I was pretending that I was okay and all these things And until you just have had it and you got to find a way to do it. Yeah. And then someone introduced me to this work and I'm like, how come I wasn't taught this in high school or college, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I love Absolutely. that you've landed here. Mm. Yeah. And and for me, it was uh, I was very much trying to solve that from the mindset level. Right. Yeah. Like, give me the next diet. Give me the next rule. I just need to crack this code and yep. then I'm free. Right. Like I need to just find the right combination of what to eat. I need to find the right time of the day when to eat. And I was like very much in my head trying to figure out what my body needs. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't before I started to do this work, I realized just how much disconnected I am from my body. I remember when I was really going deep within working on my own, uh, on on my somatic part. And and it's it's a long lasting, it's an everlasting journey, right? I'm I'm still learning. It's like pockets, you know, there's so many pockets that you go, uh, can go into, 
And that's also fun and part of life. And what I started to realize was that I remember saying so so often was that I don't feel like I'm in my body. And for my mind, it was like, what do you mean? You know, like you're here, you're talking, you're touching, you're feeling. What does it mean that you're feeling out of your body? But it's just kind of very hard to describe other than like the people who have the same realization or same sensation, they can resonate with that. And I remember the day when I used to go like, daily walks back in that apartment that I had. And it was a cute loft apartment where I did my coaching studies and all that. And and I had my daily walks and, and I had my sunset walk and I, I started crying because I was like, oh crap, I'm in my body. Uh. I feel I'm in my body. I had, I like, right. I had this connection and it was something that I had long for, for so long. And when I really started to embrace the value that this body connection has and and I realized that oh my god it was never about the food Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was never about the food and very quickly this whole obsession around food freedom intuitive eating kind of lost its I don't know sparkle for me because I was like this is so much deeper this goes way beyond the food and and literally like that's why I am so passionate because I feel when we're only attacking or only resolving these things on from the mindset level we're just like cutting the grass, right? Hoping yeah. that, you know, this will kind of solve the problem. But somatics really allows us to go into that root level with those like deeper topics that, that we seem to struggle in our lives. And and that's where the powerful thing happens because once we heal this thing, whatever is present in our lives from the root level, the above ground thing will take care of itself. Like you don't mm. need to constantly fight on that anymore. So that's why I am so passionate about. It. I feel like these are the keys that so often we just we haven't been thought yet, uh, right? It's it's kind of like a lost knowledge in in this Western world at least. And uh, I feel those keys are literally like in reach. And I would love so many people to know more about the way that they can enhance the quality of their life and the connection that they have with themselves, the bodies, and therefore the more connected you feel as a person, the better connections you can create. Mm-hmm. outwards as well and so so that's the choose so you mean to tell me that even you as a coach has days when you feel meh you mean to tell me that you aren't superhuman and you actually have days where even with all your tools and all your tool bo- toolbox you still wake up and have those moments that you feel like that absolutely yeah um, <laughs> i too. feel one of the one of the things that I I enjoy and I love about this work, I really feel that we are in service to each other, right? Like the client jumps on a call, and that's why I love love so much of like group work because there is so much power in being witnessed, yes. but also witnessing another in their process, and you can resonate and you can observe and see certain topics from a different angle because once we are in our own muddy place, it's really hard to see different corners and different sides, you know, like. It's hard to see the back of your head. You know that it's there, but it's hard to see it, right? And Mm -hmm. so you need somebody standing there with a mirror and you're like, oh, yeah, I have the same thing. Or, hey, why don't you like go and see and view this thing from this angle? And it allows everybody else to understand themselves better as well, me included. Mm -hmm. And, And yeah, so I think those days are normal and just learning to accept that is is part of that key and uh, and learning to model as well to how to how to in a healthy way to just go through that um yeah i think the acknowledgement piece is huge where when you wake up and you don't feel like your aligned self you know i say things a lot on my social media like do you feel funked up is the junk getting in the way of your joy? Like there's just something that's showing up that's trying to give you information about what needs to be nurtured, what needs to be nourished in your life. So if we can just acknowledge it instead of ignore it, to me, that is huge step number one. Like don't try to pretend like you're okay. Don't try to pretend that it's not there because then we're just shoving it down. Instead, we get to say, I don't feel like myself today. I feel meh. I feel like something's off. I don't feel aligned. Whatever content you want to put in there, whatever language you want to use, it's important to just first acknowledge that it's there and it's okay that it's there. Like you said, accept Mm -hmm. that it's there. And once we acknowledge and accept, then we can work with it instead of fighting. against it. Then we have some power to do something. That's it. 
So I think this topic is super important to talk about because it's on the days that we don't feel like our true selves, right? And when I was newly divorced and navigating that, this state of being was far too frequent. It happened a lot. This madness, this happened a lot. And for a long time, I didn't know what to do with it. I just thought, this is the cards that I was dealt. I'm supposed to feel like this for probably, what do they say? Well, some people say, as long as you've been married, then time's that by however long. And, it, and, and I just chose to believe that fact instead of... Yeah. Who comes up with that math? <laughs> who comes up with that math? Like, So I used unhealthy coping mechanisms, tried to distract myself. And let me tell you, those only delayed my desires for my aligned self. So walk us through it on days when you feel like that math feeling. What is that like for you? And uh, and how do you greet it? Yeah, I I think everybody can resonate like, you know, like to just the meh taste, you know, you feel it in your bones what, what that means, right? It's like, mm. for me, it's, it's it's a very unsettling feeling because I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not like aligned. I'm, I'm not feeling it, right? But at the same time, I, I can't really put my finger on like what's, so what's the matter, right? Like, what yeah. do I need to fix? Just something feels off. And I think the more work you do on your alignment and, and on your energy, you just like feel that offness just maybe more sharply because you know where it is that you can be. And then therefore it feels a bit like, mm, okay, what's going on here? Like, I'm not feeling like myself today or this week. What's going on, right? Nice. And so... For me, really, it's first of all, as we briefly said, like it's it's the acceptance part. It's the yeah. first of like, okay, let me pause, right? I'm gonna accept that I'm in this day, in this moment right now, where I am feeling off. Just life feels meh. And I can also recognize that I want to move like there's a different type of feeling that I want to maybe embrace and, and I want to get back to this neutral. Uh, point first and mm. foremost right so oftentimes the question that I do ask about myself is like okay what is the thing that I can do that will create like one percent a better feeling uh, mm. more aligned feeling in my life and so it's not it's dropping the expectation that I need to go from zero to a hundred just like that so yes. it's like okay what is the tiny thing that, that I can do right now so maybe it's maybe I'm gonna pause maybe I'm gonna take five minutes to breathe Maybe I'm going to listen to a song. Maybe I'm going to treat myself with a tea. Maybe I'm going to go for a walk. Whatever it is, just like pause. Pause whatever you're doing, if you can. And just try to see what it is that you can do to bring a tiny bit more joy to your day. And what I really encourage people to have, if it's hard for you to come up with an idea in this moment, write down on the days that you do feel okay. When you're in this neutral state or when you're feeling happy, just write it down to your journal, call it a resource list, call it my happy list, whatever it is, write down the things that you could do that is accessible. And and whether it's, you know, just burning a candle and then like watching the flame a little bit, maybe you have a really good pair that you have. Maybe you have a really good song that just just helps to remind you of like, okay, what's, what's really true? What's, what's really like, what am I missing here? Right. And, and so First question could be just that, right? What is what is the tiniest thing that I can do? Just to mm. shift and just to break that energy, just to break that loop that we're in. I really, really love yeah. this one because I also have two questions that I, I ask myself there along these same lines. And the first one is, how can I enjoy this moment more? And sometimes it's just getting a blanket because I'm ignoring the fact that maybe I'm cold or it's grabbing a glass of water because I'm ignoring the fact that I'm dehydrated. Sometimes it's just opening half of a curtain because I'm not ready for the full amount of light, but I need just a little light to go. It's it's okay to start coming into the day. So how can I enjoy this moment more? The other one is what's my next best step? Just one step. And that's pretty much what you said, right? What's mm-hmm. What's one thing, one thing I can do for myself to head in the direction of neutral. And I love that you use the word neutral because a lot of times I think we think we have to go from meh to aligned or happy or whatever it is. And we don't have to. We just mm-hmm. can help ourselves. the best day of my life. Yeah, it does. Every day doesn't have to be extraordinary. 
But you can finding your neutral grounding spot will help you be in the space of connection to who you truly are instead of then responding to life when you're your not self, when you're your, you know, if you're in neutral, you can at least know you're right here in the present zone. You're right here in the present moment and you can make decisions from your connected self. But if you're not, it's important to, like you said, take one step in the direction towards the neutral zone. And then we take another little baby step towards the neutral zone instead of flooding and overwhelming the system, which just makes us want to go into shutdown. Just shut it down. So I love love that. that. Yeah, I, I love that too. And I feel like that neutral zone will allow to like expand our horizon, right? Because when we are in this like collapsed state, our just like our vision like just collapses too. It's like this tunnel vision. And then we only see the kind of like that madness of when we take a little bit of that, like that one step and kind of try to reach and try to get to that neutral space. We just like, we all, all of a sudden we just see much more we we see so many more opportunities and and yeah just the horizon kind of expands absolutely so what else do you do give us another nugget well for me oftentimes it's just allowing myself to have a little bit of rest to just mm-hmm. kind of remind myself that okay like it's okay for me to right now take just take some rest especially for me as a coach i mean at one point i really realized that my well-being my my emotional health and mental health is crucial for this work. So it is a priority. It's it's a work on its own because in order to hold space for another, you really need to have your cup full and you really need to have the energy to hold space mm-hmm. and, and to provide uh, this space. So just allowing myself really to rest and falling back to the knowing that rest gets to be an act of self-love. It's not something that you need to earn. It's not something that you need to like compensate for, for, you know, something, whatever it is that you're doing, right? It is your right to rest and knowing that this will bring you back and you can like give so much more when you're, you're allow yourself to recharge a little bit. I love that so much because I feel like our body is just the station of information. And the problem is not that it's, giving us that our sensations are giving us information. The problem is, is that we forget what to do with it. And so when our bodies are sending us the meh message, like eh, uh, all that, if we can use that as a message of perhaps I need to rest, like that's just a message. Don't make it more than it is, but use the information from the message to respond in a way that serves your soul. And rest is a beautiful thing and it's hard for so many of us to do. But when we don't listen to that message of this madness is asking me to take a pause, take a rest, do some self-love work, do some reflection work, whatever the message is. And sometimes it's going to take us a couple tries to figure out what the message is. And it's not to create more work for us, but that's why if we ignore it every time, we don't become good at it. It requires practice. But if we greet it every time and go, okay, I'm going to get curious. What is the meh message today? What does it mean today? I'm going to do something with the information. I'm going to rest this time and see if that does the trick. Then that allows us to greet it a lot more easier the next time. But if we never greet it or treat it, then it just feels hard every time. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally love to see the relationship that I have with my body almost like it's kind of like a baby that I need to take care of. Right. It's like, okay, cool. You're feeling meh today. How can I help you? What do you need? Okay. And so even like, could I be even okay with not knowing why the mehness is here? Can I just find a way to hold it? And that would be like my next step is like, okay, coming back to my body, accepting that this is my current reality. And how can I just like accept and be with it instead of in it? Yeah. Right. How can I hold space for it? It's like, okay, cool. The madness is here. Hi. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're, I don't know why you're here, but I do know that you are here. So, okay. Now what? Right. Because so often what we want to do is like, we want to go into this fix it mode, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's almost like 
if you would take a kid and the kid is like going through an emotion, oftentimes like what us as grownups are like, okay, what's the matter? Who hurt you? Who who do I need to talk to? What do we need to do? When in fact, maybe the kid is like, it doesn't matter who hurt, who yelled, who who did what. If we just find the moment to sit down with that kid, place our hand around it, like, give, mm. give this bear hug and just be there with your presence saying that, hey, it's okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I'm here. I'm here with it, right? You're yeah. loved and accepted even with that. And if we and when we find a space where we can offer this type of presence to ourselves, like that's the self relationship. That's the deepest part of self, like self love, self healing. Is that how can I be with it? Yeah, how can instead I instead of like just yeah, yeah, being in it and kind of lost in it. Yeah, I love you talk a lot about um, also like harnessing the power of self compassion and how to be more compassionate with yourself because that just gives you so so much more and that it really does take willingness to give yourself compassion. We're really good at giving other people compassion sometimes, but it's Mm -hmm. harder for us to just give it to ourselves and go, you're doing the best you can with what you got. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, like here's a moment of this is a time of growth. I know just especially for our divorce listeners, it's like be so soft and kind to yourself right now. Because your ego is going to want to try to say a lot of bullying messages right now. And that's not going to help you get through the madness. But what is, is when you greet your pain with love, that intersection of pain and love is really where the healing happens. Yeah, yeah, the pain is is inevitable. It's just, it's just part of life. And, and the suffering happens when we are unwilling to let go of that pain, right? And then mm-hmm. when we're not like, like even like us, distracting ourselves from it is still us holding on to that pain we're just like you know looking the other way but when we really find that courage and that compassion that patience to be with that that's where the healing occurs and it takes some practice mm-hmm. and it takes some time i mean like we're we're not like don't expect yourself to repattern reparent Drop all of your defense mechanisms that you have put into practice for decades and do it like within a five minute time. This is not going to happen. It's literally in your muscle memory and and having that compassion of like, ooh, okay, like my like muscles are doing what they have practiced to do for so long. And now I'm like trying to do a whole other set of practices, a whole other different workout. It's okay that I suck at first, right? Yeah. But that that's how that's how I'm mastering this because my willingness to go out there and do it again and do it again. And even if I'm being hard on myself, noticing that and choosing otherwise, it's already building that compassion muscle of like mm-hmm. choosing again. Because mm-hmm. every time you become aware, that's where your power lies. That's where your power lies to choose again. And this is all that matters. Yes, that choose again piece is huge. I use that all the time. Just choose again, just choose again, choose again. And don't be hard on yourself when when you're making your choices. It's just a choice. And we can make another one in another moment, yeah. at any moment in yeah. time. Oh, this is so good. This is so, so good. So much easier said than done, but but that's that's where the just take it as an emotional gym, emotional fitness, and don't expect yourself to be a, you know, a bodybuilder or a Olympics athlete, just because you are willing to step into the gym and, you know, you have stepped through the doors and you're like, okay, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and what's wrong with me that I, I cannot, you know, before more lift the same uh, weights that the people that have been here for, for a lot longer than me. So just giving yourself grace. That's really, really huge when it comes to, I think, anyone's healing journey, whether you're divorced or not, is I'll use divorced people as an example. And we all do this right? No matter where we are in life, we look for something to compare ourselves to. Our ego loves to go into comparison mode. It tries to convince us that if we can just be like them or just have that or just do this. And I know when I first kind of started on my own healing journey, I was like, whoa. And then when you start the healing journey, you start meeting other people who are on it and you think, well, they're way more evolved than I am. I'm never going to grow to that or grow to this or grow to that. Or I'm... They just got it over. They got just got over their divorce so fast. 
They just mm-hmm. got over their hurt so fast, their pain so fast. Like, I'm never going to be able to do that. But you're right. If you equate it to an emotional gym where you get to practice movements, basically, to strengthen and tone and increase your flexibility or whatever it is that you're looking to change your physical body into, the same thing needs to happen on the inside structure for our emotional well-being. And if we're not flexing our muscles in the inside emotional gym, then uh, it just takes some time. It just takes practice and we can't beat ourselves up. We have to use that self-compassion to build that emotional growth, that resilience, all of that. It comes easier the more we practice it. It comes with consistency and really like allowing the comparison not to disencourage us, but to inspire us. Like, let's like see what else is possible. Like she's doing it. He's doing it. Okay. I think I can do it too. The fact that I'm not there yet, it doesn't mean a thing. I'm here already. I'm doing the work and let it inspire me of what else is possible. That's literally... Oh my God, I'm not there yet. Yeah, absolutely. That's literally why I created my practice of joy spotting because I didn't feel it. Well, I saw other people who were experiencing it and feeling it at lots of different levels. And so I made this practice of go out and go look for it. Because if it looked, if I can find it, if I can see it, then it exists. And then if it exists, it is possible for me to grasp. But if I don't even look for it, like don't use it as comparison. Like you said, that was so beautiful. Use it as inspiration of what is possible. And I think that that is such a beautiful way of being. Yeah. Treat life as, you know, like a catalog. It's like, oh, I want this. Oh, I don't want this. Oh, that's possible. Let me put it like, let me pin it on my vision board. Right. So it's like, cool. Thank you for showing me that it is possible. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm on my way there. And, and that it's, it's such a shift in, in just the energy. And then it's so much better to move on your way, on your path, on your journey. When you have that sort of, you know, it's just like inner cheerleader that is like, okay, cool. Yeah, we got this. Like somehow we are going to get to that. And I guess my next point would be once we have, like tackle okay right like like let's not disregard the emotions that are happening inside of us because emotions are not facts but it is a fact that you have an emotion so you don't want to like disregard it you don't want to bypass it you don't want to overrule it but however when it comes to our mindset or like our mind space our head space i do encourage you to kind of start questioning of like okay let me pay attention on what's happening up here like do I have some sort of a fear talk? Do I have some sort of a like a critical voice? Do I have some sort of a narrative that doesn't necessarily need to be true, right? And then I think a good clue for this is like when we use words such as everything or nothing or everyone or nobody or like this really black and white type of thinking, it's a really big cue of like, oh, let, let me pay attention to it. Because when we leave those unattended thoughts and fears kind of running around, they can like grow into a like, what do you say? Like that, that snowball effect. Um, yes. And they can just start to like uh, go out of hand real quick. So just kind of catching yourself of like, okay, what's what's happening here? Because not all of your thoughts and not all of your beliefs that are like present or are kind of voicing themselves are yours. And definitely not all of them are true. So yeah, so just kind of starting to pay attention to what's happening up there. Mm, that's so true. Just pay attention. Because what we focus on expands. And I know when I have meh days, it's easier to focus on feeling meh than looking for another option, than inviting my body and my brain to unify and get online together. It's like, ugh. And if I focus on how how I'm feeling in that moment, rather than focusing on what I can do to relieve it, to lighten it, you know, if we focus on what what can lighten it, then we can lighten it and lighten it and lighten it and lighten it. But if we're just so hyper-focused on what's not working, then I can guarantee your body's going to continue to feel like it's not working or you're a failure or that guilt is going to grow or all of that stuff. It Whatever we focus on expands and that's become such a powerful saying in my life because I'm like, oh man, then I don't want to focus on this. Otherwise, I'm creating that for myself. I'm creating in these moments. So I have to really take ownership of what I am focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to feel lighter, just like treat it lightly. You know, it's, it's like, 
just bring more lightness to it, right? Mm. That's so good. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the next step? We're ready. Let's do it. All right. So the fifth step that I want to emphasize is to remember that you are not alone. Like you are not a freak of nature of having a meh day. Everybody has days like this. And I'm not saying that to, you know, you're like, oh, everybody has that, you know, like get over yourself. No, just remember that you are a part, you know, you're a single tree, but you're also part of the forest. And Mm. Everybody do have days like this, right? And it is normal. And these two shall pass. And it's a common part of humanity, right? Like you Mm. are in this pool and it's just very normal to have days like this. Nothing is like completely off track. It's not like you're doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just a meh day. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because oftentimes when you have a meh day, you're like, I'm singled out. I've been chosen to feel like crap and now I'm on the crap island and I'm just here all alone and I look around and nobody gives nobody give two, gives two scoots about me. Nobody even cares that I feel sad. Nobody even notices that I feel bad and we just allow ourselves to take on those pieces rather than going, oh, you know what? It's just it's just today. It's just it's just now. And that can be hard when it snowballs and we continue to let it snowball which is why that number five is so important. It's, it's and we're just experiencing this just right now. And mm-hmm. this makes you human, human. This is a part of the human experience to have moments or days like this. It's okay. Absolutely. Yep. You are not a single out or, or yeah, any, any of that. It's mm. just a part of you, human experience. So good. And so okay. the sixth step would be to really invite you to just pamper yourself a little, you know, eat something nourishing, maybe put a massage, maybe burn some very like candle that you did the scent with the scent that you like, right? Take a bath, take some deep breaths, drink some water, right? Sometimes it's just, just like, how can you pamper a little bit of your body? And yeah, like what, what is, what is like a tiny piece of thing that you can do to, to bring a little bit more love? Mm-hmm. And, and like really show it to yourself, right? So how, how can you pamper yourself in, in, in those days when, when you do feel meh? Yeah, that's really sweet too, because it's giving yourself self-love or adding in like little moments, sprinkles of pleasure. I think pleasure is a really important part of our humanness. Mm-hmm. And we don't allow ourselves to feel pleasure when we feel bad. Instead of going, how can I sprinkle a little little pleasure treasure on myself today? That's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and such a huge piece as well that uh, kind of helps us to shift that energy that we're in. And the next step for me is returning back to seventh step, is <laughs> to returning back to that truth, to that inner core, knowing that I am a magical badass. Like I'm yeah. walking through this life. I'm a badass. I'm full of sparkles. I'm light. I'm love. Whatever it is that you believe to be true. And then, you know, use your powerful affirmations that you have, you know, stick there on the mirror and just return to that truth that even on the days that meh are when I'm feeling meh, when I'm feeling off, that truth is still there. Like it doesn't, mm. this is not changing. So it, it kind of brings that empowering piece back in. It's like, yeah, I mm. am a badass. I got this, right? Mm. I'm still moving through this life. Come back to the truth. That's so huge. Yeah, come back to the truth. There's something that I did a long time ago, and I'm all about self-empowerment. So this is kind of like a, a on a different path. But sometimes when you're in real deep, you just can't even say I'm a badass. You just can't even. It's It feels so tough. A long time ago, I did a little experiment where I just texted a friend. And I said, I just need a reminder of who I am today. What do you see in me? And when you can't see it in yourself, text someone that you love because they will message you back. They will help you remember. Help you remember. That's exactly it. If you need a little helpful reminder. And that's why I think coaching can be a really powerful practice too, because a lot of times when you're going through darkness, it's hard to see all of the other side of it. And a coach can really help you see the other side of yourself. Yeah, Um, like shedding light, but it's already present. That's it. It's it's not making it up. It's shining that light and remembrance. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and like from that truthful, like from that connecting back to the truth place, just like taking one step further and just remembering that even on those days, 
you are being held. You are being supported by life. So even if you need to just pay attention to all those little things that even like mundane things that you are still supported by, right? Whether it's roof on your head, uh, whether it's water streaming through uh, your, your, you know, your tap, uh, able to maybe take a shower or take a bath, able to eat, able to drink water, having internet, having, I don't know, possibility to work from home, whatever it is, just notice those little things that even when you're not seeing it, Right in this moment, you are being held. You are being supported. Maybe you want to remember or like remind yourself all the ways that life has supported you in the past. Mm-hmm. That you have had these maybe rough times that you have been in the middle of it and you haven't really known like why am I going through this? But like later on, it kind of makes sense or it all like works out. So just, just like surrendering yourself into that knowing that you are being held. You are always being supported. And you continue to keep yourself open to that magic, to that guidance, to those signs all around you. And they're always, always, always available for you. It just mm-hmm. takes a moment of like recognizing that, okay, cool. Life, show me the next sign. Like, I'm open. Just give me a miracle. Show me what to do. Mm-hmm. Where do you have to me go today? Why do you have me thinking? Just maybe shift the thought that I have in me. And, and just like remembering that, that the guidance is always there. The support mm-hmm. is always there. And you're not being cut out of it. That's really, really important that even when you don't feel it, if you can just say, I'm open to receive the support today, you'll be amazed what happens. I think that there's a saying that that I've heard that is something to the tune of, you've survived all your hard days so far. What makes you think you won't survive another? You know, it's like you, you've made, or you not even survive, like you've made it through all your hard days so far. You can make it through another, like you have all the proof that you will, because you've made it through them all. You have no proof that you won't. So lean on the proof that you've always found a way to be supported through in the past. And it's there. It's there. Be willing to receive it. Be open to the possibility of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like giving yourself full permission to be sad, to be frustrated, to be angry, to be feel off in that moment, but not forgetting the fact that the support, the guidance is it still there. The fact that you cannot see it right in this red hot second doesn't mean that it's not there. It's yeah. there. And what it just takes from you is just a tiny bit of willingness to remember that, okay, yeah, if I'm open, it will come. Mm. Right. Because yeah. there's a whole universe just conspiring to love you, to support you, to hold you. Just sometimes it's hard for us to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is there regardless. Ah, this is so amazing. I'm so grateful that your messages were delivered through your social media to me to have you on because there is, I'm sure we could talk for two more hours with all of your (laughs) embodiment. It's so good. So how can our listeners get more of you in their life? Because I know they're going to want to. So they're going to search you. Where can they find you? What have you got going on? Yeah. So the easiest way to see what I'm up to, connect with me, just come say hi, is on Instagram. So that's where I'm most active. Uh, You can find me glow with underscore 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 glow with underscore girly. So this is where I am. This is where most of my jam is uh, can be found. All the links that you need, uh, everything that is like new events that are coming up, I'm going to give a shout out there. And uh, this is the easiest option. So come say hi. Please feel free to drop into my DMs. Say that you follow me through this episode. Give me your thoughts. Give me your insights. I am I'm there for you. And yeah, I'm your girl. Yes, she is your girl. Your name is girly with a G. So that is amazing. <laughs> and you guys can use the code Heidi B if you want to get 20% off your first service with girly. So I would run, not walk right now and make sure you follow her and get more of her in your life. She is uh, so incredible as you, I'm sure you've heard already. And I just have two closing questions that I ask everybody on my show. And the first one is, Early, what's one thing that you love about you? Mm -hmm. I think my courage to just explore, my courage to express, my courage to be vulnerable, my courage to embrace. Yeah, embrace the realness of me and and just my courage to to explore what I'm I'm capable of and and what else is out there. So Mm. yeah, courage is coming to me. I love that's my answer today. 
Courage is huge because it's something that I believe really needs to be practiced. So to admire that quality in yourself is really, really beautiful. I know before we pressed record, you shared with me that you've spent like the whole year traveling the world, like literally you guys, the world all over the world. Um, And I think that that takes a lot of courage too. So I think that's amazing. And then lastly, the last question is, what does joy feel like in your body? Oh, joy. I would say like, it's like bubbles and sparkles because I, I do feel like it's, it just fills me up. I feel light. I feel like I want to express it. I, I feel like others around me want to, I, I want them to be part of it as well. So, so yeah, it does feel a very bubbly energy for me. And um, joy is always, always, always welcomed and welcomed in my life. And I feel like if, if happiness is something that we can maybe outsource, then joy is kind of the thing that is very inward comes from deep within and uh, can be cultivated therefore uh, within as well. So joy is powerful. (laughs) It is so powerful. It is so powerful. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming and sharing your time and your energy and your knowledge and your beingness, your humanness and your light. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, thank you for having me thank you for just taking this time giving this platform to jam in on the topics that i feel very passionate about and it has been a pleasure to share this time with you appreciate you here right now beautiful and for everyone listening just a kind reminder that you are safe you are loved you are enough go out into the world shine your light bright and live a limitless life we'll talk to you next time Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would, take a quick screenshot and share it now or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting. Drop me a DM at Your Divorce Planner or go to yourdivorceplannerhub.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to dive into your desires and understand how partnering with Your Divorce Planner will be a game changer for your next chapter. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.